Cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh here with Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Real quick before we get into it, it's been a while. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that five star button, or your mom's a hoe. Oh my gosh, it's a new year, Josh. It's been a while. <laughs> that one's pretty. That one was pretty light. I was soft. That was just very like, maybe your mom's a hoe. Well, no, she definitely is. But, right. you know, it's not a threat. It's a statement. Of course, correct. <laughs> She's a hoe. <laughs> Unless, oh, hey, I hit that five star. So I know Renee's in the clear. Hey. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know who else is in the clear? Lynn Burgraff. Because Taylor definitely hit that five star. Speaking of. Welcome back to the pod, Taylor Burgraff. What it do? Hello. I've never been introduced to something before by my mom kind of being insulted, so I really appreciate no, it. No, she's not. She's not. First time for everything. No, she's like yeah. not a hoe. Yeah, but you you just want to try to avoid your mom's name and the word hoe in the same sentence. I feel that. <laughs> if, Too late. If at all possible, really. If I... If I had to invoke Renee, I got to invoke Lynn. This is the only option. We, we go down as a team. It's always been that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor, of course, has already joined us on our Moneyball episode. If you missed that one, the fuck are you doing? Go back and listen to that. <laughs> so we'll cut the we'll cut the preamble. Let's just jump into what everybody's been watching. What are you guys up to? I watched a great movie uh, last week, Shiva Baby. It is on HBO and on Hulu. It's about this young girl who runs into her sugar daddy at a funeral while her ex-girlfriend is there. We love by representation. Um, it feels like a modern day death at a funeral, but with a little more meat and a little more weight to it. Um, Katie Rodriguez, our friend of the pod, recommended it and I'm so upset that I didn't see it before our end of year episode came out because this absolutely would have been on it. It was very, very good. I highly recommend it. Anybody else? What's going on? Um Peacemaker. Peacemaker, yeah. Peacemaker, Peacemaker. So much fun. Um if you're not about the show, maybe just YouTube the opening credits because those are fun as hell. Yeah, that's all I'll say. If if nobody's watched it or seen Suicide Squad or whatever, it's fun. It's it's vulgar. It's um, James Gunn, you know. And I'm on my third rewatch of Scream. So hey, <laughs> he can't stop. Can't stop him. Can't stop. Won't stop. No. Uh, speaking of things that are vulgar, um, watching Euphoria. Duh. Back at Euphoria High. Rhinestones on. Titties out. As I do in high school in high school a lot of penis this season like holy shit i've heard just like dick balls vagina nipples like all of it's just baby it's the whole shablam it's all of it so i mean 
it it's very I'm not gonna say it's very different from season one, but it's like season one I don't know on heroin, I guess is the is the the best <laughs> God, way to damn. put it. It's just like so fucking intense. Um I'm loving it, you know. I'm I'm here for you. I'm gonna watch it all and then I'll probably watch it all again. So I love you for you. I'm waiting for it to be out. I wanna watch it. I wanna be able to binge it. You wanna binge Euphoria? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> I like to get hurt. Okay? I, I... <laughs> We've all good. seen the episodes you've hosted. We we know. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Absolute massacres every time. Her own childhood connection movies on. I mean, Taylor, yeah, you watch anything else, Taylor? You also have a, a child now to take care of. Yeah, uh, Christmas Break was really good at getting back on my Disney Plus, like keeping on with what's on there. So during Christmas Break, I watched uh, Black Widow, Eternals. We finished Hawkeye. So knocked it out. And give a favor. Yeah, of yeah. All of the things you watched. Um, I think. Present company, notwithstanding, I think Hawkeye was probably the best of those. Goddamn right, baby. Um, though it was nice, I totally forgot that I had been saving your guys' episodes of Black Widow and Eternals till after I had watched it. Yo. So I was I was scrolling through y'all's feed today and was just like, oh, I've got two cinephiles attacks I've never seen before. <laughs> Little go 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 bonus. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was like it was yes. like a it made work today very nice. So appreciate that and you guys had a lot of good things to say about him that i totally agreed with oh this is going well so far like too well i'm trying i'm trying to bring the love today i'm trying to bring the love today (laughs) a lot of positivity (laughs) (laughs) a little different from the last time you were here yeah yeah this one this one feels like i'm about to get an absolute train wreck we'll see i don't know i don't know i don't know we'll see all right y'all let's get into it taylor's ready i'm ready What are we fighting about today? Well, for my very first time, I watched Star Wars A New Hope. Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. I guess I'll do a synopsis. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 4 is about Boy, Luke you Skywalker. swear you be doing the only classics. Everybody does a synopsis. You're going to do a synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> but why, like, I'm the only one that works smarter, not harder. You know what I mean? Everyone knows what Jaws is about. Write your little synopsis. Everyone knows what Star Wars is about. Um, no, perhaps. Uh, actually, didn't. <laughs> You didn't even know what it was about? We'll get into it. Oh, the text I got. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so for all the Mellas out there. Hey, girl. Luke Skywalker is living with his uncle and aunt on the sand planet of Tatooine when his uh, life is turned upside down upon meeting two droids and an old wizard by the name of Obi-Wan Kenobi, a.k.a. a Jedi. Uh, he then is enlisted into the forces of the rebellion to take down the galactic empire led by Darth Vader aboard their giant starship the Death Star. Close enough. Uh I mean, what else can be said? I didn't write it down cuz I didn't expect to get ch- chastised into saying one. I do love when you can tell Josh is just 
doing a synopsis off the cuff and when he's reading IMDb straight up. Of course. The best part of the pod. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. How long have we been doing this podcast? We do a synopsis every him, time. Liz. It's part of the formula. Get it digging that ass. <laughs> I, I do a synopsis every time. No. No, you don't. I do a synopsis. I don't write one out. I think the last four things you've been like, ah, let me just give you a synopsis. It's like, boy. <laughs> it, let me let me let me ask you this, Mel. Having never in in uh, ingested any Star Wars media before, would you listen to even if it's your favorite podcast, would you listen to them talk about Star Wars? I mean, I'm not going to listen to a podcast about Star Wars unless it's my own. There we go. So if you're clicking on this episode, I did the synopsis. What do you want from me? Sorry. <laughs> For you to chill. Chill. I'm starting a drinking game, and one of them is take a shot if Josh is reading off of IMDb or not. <laughs> and I, I wasn't then. <laughs> I'm sorry. The producer yelled at you that the co-host is back. Senior. The producer can... Suck my foot. Uh, I'm back. You better quit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I look born and raised on Star Wars. I know I'm gonna get some conflicting points of view from listeners because I've been vocal about not seeing the rise of Skywalker yet, and I don't care. Every other Star Wars media, video game, book, comic book, TV show, I intake like a vacuum. I love the world, I love the universe, I love the lore. I personally love especially anything that is sort of away from the family Skywalker, but that's a a conversation for a different time. But this is what started it all. This was the flagship movie in 1977. It's the best. It's not the best. Empire is the best. But this is the first. I want to play my cards in in an easily ingestible way. Let's go with Lacey first. This is only my second time seeing A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I saw it was on our little TV VHS combo in um, a very small apartment like seven years ago. I got it then. I get it now. I'm not a super fan. But I get it. <laughs> Do you like it? I I don't dislike it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm being protected. I feel, yeah. I feel like no, because there are my moments, friend is being nice to me. <laughs> there are parts of this movie that I do really like. Um, it's definitely the first in a series, which is surprising considering everyone thought it was going to fail. So why did you set it up to? you know, be more. I like parts of it. I really wish we hadn't watched the remastered version. I don't like that. Yeah, when when the first time I showed you, I made sure we went to a Goodwill to find it on VHS. Uh-huh. The very the, the original trilogy, I went like went out of my way for us to find the VHS copy to watch on VHS. Mm-hmm. It was a smart thing. I like this remaster. I do not like it. There are some parts that are T-U-F, tough. That's tooth. (laughs) (laughs) It's tooth. I feel very middle of the road. I get it. There are parts that I like. But would I choose to turn this on 
No. No. What about how's it hold up to the new? Because I know you've seen the newer Star, like you've seen the Last Jedi. How's it hold up there on your head? I really liked the Last Jedi. Again, I'm not one of those people that's that Star Wars is coming out, so I'm I'm buying my midnight ticket. Like I'm. Well, it's because I'm buying them. I'll go when you go, <laughs> and I'll watch it with you. And I have a good enough time. But I don't know. There's always been something really intimidating about Star Wars because it's mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. intense and it's so leveled. It's got so much backstory and so much history that I I feel even before watching it the first time, like I felt excluded from it before I even tried it. Because they're so, especially the fan base is so passionate about it. Yeah, and that makes total sense, especially because you're a woman. Um, Rashawn, what's that? I want to hear about your thoughts on a new home. Because out of the out of the group here, you're the one I go to with Star Wars discussions. Because mm-hmm. you know, you're the only one I got. So, but I don't know if we've talked much about a new hope or the original trilogy, no. like at all. So I'm. Very curious to know your thoughts. Yeah, I would say I'm I'm pretty new to Star Wars. Ten years or so ago, I was dating someone. They were hella into Star Wars, so I just dove headfirst into it. And God damn it, I I I think ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so I'm... gross. I think I'm siding with the boys. <gasps> I, I... Yeah. Let's... Oh, baby. Yeah. It's boys yeah. night. Yeah, the Wiener Alliance. I think Rashawn, uh, play some um, 98 Degrees. Producer's not here. Shut up. <laughs> what? What? No, uh. boys to men? Anything? Any else? other boy band. I'm back with the girls. <laughs> no, you're not welcome over here. Lacey. Uh-uh. I'm thinking of cost. I'm thinking of Damn, cost. That's cheap. all. Okay. Um. I've seen I've seen all three trilogies, Rogue One, Solo, mm-hmm. and I dig it. I di- I kind of dig it a lot, and um, I think I might be a Star Wars fan, and yeah. that just feels so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Having said that, this is the hot take: is that I think this is like one of the most boring ones. Yes. Of all nine? All nine. All right. We'll, we'll get into that later. Taylor, let's move on to you. Um, I know you're, well, Taylor, I know you're wearing a hoodie, but for the folks in the chat, can you access your bicep? <laughs> can I access my bicep? That's what all the ladies are asking. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that beautiful son Ooh, of a bitch. Wow. That is a, it's, um, an X-wing. Yeah. Yes. For those in the listening booth, uh, Taylor just revealed his X-Wing tattoo, baby. Oh, oh. This is uh, literally what happens when I go visit my friends in Los Angeles. I leave with a tattoo <laughs> of Star Wars. That's first tattoo, baby. Which is great. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I guess for me, this is uh, the most formative movie in my entire life. Uh, I think I said this last time I was on the pod. 
when this movie came out in theaters, my mom went to see it and then she saw it another 12 times after she saw it in theaters uh, because it just it changed what she thought uh, like artistic medium could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that Star Destroyer comes over her head, she said that she knew um, that movies had reached something different, that they could be on a scale that she had never experienced before. It's a big part of my life. I, have, I mean, I have a tattoo of it. I can see my way too expensive lightsaber hilt that I bought at Disney World, like right above uh, the screen over this way. Um and it's it's really good. I, I think I connected to the idea of a story of a boy who feels like he's stuck in the middle of nowhere and just wants something amazing to happen that'll take him away and and allow him to be something greater than than he feels like he can be in the present place that he's at. So uh, for me, it was aspirational as much as it was like, inspirational uh in a lot of ways uh it's it's just a great movie but i will also say uh it can sometimes feel like a textbook in that there is so much and because there is so much you can feel lost and if you feel lost you can maybe feel bored uh so i totally understand that kind of like feeling uh but i would also say just like get smarter and then you'll be able to read yeah. the textbook. Okay. <laughs> Any kind of like careful I was being for my friend, my dear friend, Taylor Pergraph, is gone now. Fucking rude tonight. It's not the textbook's fault that you can't read. You know what oh I mean? Oh my God. <laughs> Josh, you haven't even bought the last book. Shut up. This is your team, Rashawn. Shut up. My, no. My friends bought the last book and told read it to me. That's all I needed. All right, Mela, first time ever. Let me let me backtrack. Have you consumed any Star Wars? The the new trilogy, any like Rogue One, any of the, like the Mandalorian, any of that stuff? Have you seen any of it? No. Why would I start at the end? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. You just on our decade episode, you're just talking about Katie how you would watch a finale of something with Rashawn and then go back and watch the season. Receipts. Yeah, but I saw half. I saw season one of Insecure. Is what you're talking about? But Whatever. I, I knew. But no, I didn't. I haven't seen literally anything of Star Wars. Okay. So for the first time, consuming any form of Star Wars content, what do we think? So I feel like my answer is very close to Lacey's. I get it. I get why I said on my Instagram. I get why the gals are gagging over Star Wars. Um, <laughs> myself though no i wasn't like oh my god star wars i i at all because it's just not my genre it's the same way i kind of felt about like lord of the rings i'm not comparing them at all as far as stories but in the way that they are like how you said taylor just very there's a lot to chew on and you kind of feel yes a little intimidated because you're like is there other things i should know because i'm i think i'm on the first movie I don't know. It just felt like there was like a, a story before this first one. I mean, it, it's episode four. So, right. Which which there is. And but if you were just watching it in 1977, you're there is none of that. Right. So you're just going in and everything is being told to you as it goes. What I liked about it is that they explain it to you 
very easily. Like, it just seems like at the end of the watch, you're like, okay, it's just like the classic hero's journey. There's just like a lot of like fun story around it and characters and like world building that maybe you feel just me of going through life 31 years and knowing that there's just so much around it. I'm like, where's Yoda? Where's <laughs> Chewie? Where's this? Where's I'm like waiting for all these people to pop up and realizing like, but you're barely on the first one. Um, so I get it. And I get like a mad, I, I, I can only imagine being like 10 years old and watching this and then having like, what is it? Nine more movies like ahead I mean, of you. Nine totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, there is so much of it. Like it seems so exciting. Um, yeah. but that being said, I don't think I'm going to get to the other eight. <laughs> you say, you say that. <laughs> well, I, on my, on my own regard, like, I don't yeah. think I would like pop in number two or three but you mean five or six right i just mean like the second and the third one i don't think i would go that far um but i did make a a promise on our top that i have to watch natalie portman's full filmography so i guess you do by that standard i do have to watch it (laughs) Oh no! You have to watch all the bad ones. I know they're not that bad. Let's get into that, Melly. Chime in when you want. Uh, Lacey, have you seen the prequels? So here's the thing: I did. I saw one of them in a movie theater in high school, and I had never seen any Star Wars before. And I think that's why I never watched any again. Do you remember offhand which one it was? No, there was a lot of fire and red. So the third one. And Hayden was very angry. <laughs> yeah, you saw the, the worst of the three. Yeah. Yeah. You saw number three. So not only not only did you not know any backstory about the Star Wars universe as a whole in four, five, and six, you didn't even have any backstory for the current movie you were watching in episodes one and two. No. Did you go with some guy you were you were crushing on? Yes, and her sister. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming together. Yeah, so she couldn't even tell us what the story was about. She was even there. I think I fell asleep. That's what simping will get you. Oh. Nice. 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 I'm married to you. <laughs> His actual wife. His actual wife. Right. <laughs> so this is a quick aside for the boys then. Rashawn, what are you talking about? You think all three of the prequels are better than this one? I said boring. I said this was the most boring. Quality aside, I I don't know. But see, that's I think that's the maybe advantage I have that I'm not in the fandom and that I'm just going to a Star Wars and watching a movie. Right. And I think when Rise of Skywalker came out, I did a rewatch. Disney Plus had just dropped everything and I watched one through eight. And I just, I, I'm not even saying they blended all together. I watched them separately and digested them. But I think they're all kind of just fun romps. And I'm not, I don't mean that to demean them. But mm. I will say though, watching Rogue One directly into episode four is just a dynamite experience. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. But episode four is boring. Sorry, that's it. See, 
I, I, there were moments where we were watching it and I was like, this is kind of boring. But then the moment that creeped into my head, something new and exciting happened, whether it was they got pulled in on the tractor beam into the Death Star or, mm-hmm. or Obi-Wan dies or like the moment my attention started to kind of wander, something else happens. And I think, I mean, like you said, Mel, this is the hero's journey. Right. Like this, I don't know if there's a more distilled in terms of popularity, I mean, there's also Harry Potter and uh, Lord of the Rings, but Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's true. Like this is just so purely, unequivocally, unabashedly, the hero's journey. That that's sort of how it's set up. Is that your each section is going to have an inciting incident, and it's going to have little moments of exciting until you get to the end, and that's just how it is. And if then big fake space words bore you, then that's on you. You know what I mean? I feel like, I mean, I totally agree with that. Like, it just, the parts, there's a lot of sand in this <laughs> one, you guys. Ooh, boy. How'd you do at the beginning? I did well. And I think that's because it's like the droids, the lot of, a lot of the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's R2 and um, C-3PO, and I think they're fucking cute. <laughs> and... If it wasn't for them, I could see it just kind of like dragging on because it's a lot of the storytelling. Like they're, you know, they're getting you into the movie. They're telling you who everybody is, and where it starts just dipping a little bit, something else happens, and you're like, okay, thank God, because you you almost lost me to the sand dune. It was it was almost <laughs> out. Because once they're lost in the desert, that's when I have no idea what their name is. But the little cloaked black face with the Scary. eyes. Scary. Jawas. They start popping up. What are they? Jawas. Jawas. Yeah, they start popping up. You're like, okay, something else is happening. The nice ones or the angry ones? They were all angry. (laughs) (laughs) One of them was significantly angrier. He was like the boss. For sure. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, no, I was just saying I agree with you. I feel like the pace of this, it could have... That's kind of also a reason why I feel like I never ever put this on because i always thought like oh it's just gonna be so slow and Mm. just like a lot of we're meeting character after character after character and i feel like sometimes that just gets so boring and it's all even though you're you're meeting new characters it just starts getting repetitive but i feel like every time you met a new character in this it was to push forward the story Mm. hot take Oof. Please. It was very oh boring until the cantina scene. All of it? Yes. I will only agree with you up to the point where I think anything in Tatooine is a lot slower. But that first sequence when you're on the ships and Darth Vader is hawking dudes into walls, you cannot say that's boring. No, that's great. That is- that's great. But that's like the opening scene. That's the opening sequence. Yeah, but it's it's like a, a hot 15 minutes. <laughs> you set everything up until the cantina. Okay, sorry. Well, everything aside from that opening sequence, like go from that, show me who Luke is, let's get to the cantina. Because one, it looks so cool. It's got music that's like fun and upbeat. And it's all practical effects and Funky aliens, and I'm here to watch Star Wars, and all I've seen at this point are men in suits and men. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I want to see aliens. 
we we can't get to this point without talking about this. Josh, can you tell me what type of music they're playing in the cantina there? Jazz. It's not it's not jazz. They switch one letter because Star Wars is insane. Uh they're playing jizz is the name of the oh. type of I'm not making that up. That's a hundred percent true that the cantina band is playing jizz. <laughs> That's disgusting. Who okayed that? George Lucas. George Lucas had yeah. like insane we'll I'm sure we we're gonna talk about this. I hadn't forgot I haven't forgot what you said, Lacey. But George Lucas and his contract basically has insane control over pretty much everything. Like the initial con like merchandising, which was unheard of at the time, like creative control for the sequels, like Fox was basically like, It'll get us some money and we'll this nerd stuff will be done. So yeah, let it let Lucas sign whatever he wants and it turned him into a fucking billionaire. Um Jesus. So here's why you're wrong, my dear wife. I'm not, but you are. If we went straight from Darth yucking people to, like, wait, wait, what do we cut out? It's all so important. And I know slow does not have to be boring, and I don't think it's boring. I'll agree with you that it's slow pace, but I don't, I think that's intentional. That's, in the hero's journey, that's called the ordinary world. That's Luke's day-to-day. His life is slow. Like Taylor was saying, his life is boring. He's looking for something new. You have this this uh, uncle who works him to the bone, his aunt who is loving, and you, you get so connected to them so quickly, and then we see them fucking torched. Like, incredible. The payoff alone to see Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen get murked, worth <laughs> the price of admission. Dude. Um, What do you mean? They were murked. They were skeletons in a matter of seconds. They didn't get no murked. due. They didn't get yeah, no, no due. That's the that's the point. That's that Auntie shows didn't the, even get an outfit. She didn't even get a Star Wars outfit. She is a farmer on a sand planet. What do you want? Well, <laughs> fucking Luke and Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. They have like their little Star Wars like crossover white with a little belt, and Auntie is like um, denim jacket. Let's go. And then the next time you see her, she's a skeleton. Don't blame Luke for being and then drippy. Luke, doesn't even cry. Fault. He doesn't even shed a fucking tear. Th- those are your parents. He didn't even oh, like nope. quiver. This is on uncle. Yeah, but those are his. Did Peter parents. Parker cry when, he... when Aunt May died? Hello. <gasps> Spoiler. He didn't know who his parents well. were. Right, yeah, he's a coward. Parents. Not like Luke. Luke's big and strong and big, tough. Big tough man. Never cry. <laughs> no, that's. Oh, oh, whiny head. That's the beauty <laughs> of why whining so much <laughs> of Star Wars <laughs> and how they used Luke in the hero's journey is because again, a good sci-fi or a good fantasy or a good anything that's set in this sort of fantastical realm will hold the audience's hand to extent to an extent until they figure it out. Usually through the vehicle of a character, and Luke, Luke's a little simple, so it's like the perfect character to sort of have have the other characters have to like slowly explain to luke here's what the force is you fucking moron but really i'm telling the audience it works perfectly yeah it's great (laughs) i am luke i get it i get it and i i can follow along with the hero's journey i get it and all of it is important you're right everything with c3po and r2d2 so fun why can't they like take a leaf from what's the new one with Ray? 
Last Jedi. Force Awakens. No. Force Awakens. Ray is on her own. She's doing her own thing. She can get swept up into the action right away. Like, why couldn't Luke just be on his merry way? We don't need Owen. We don't need the auntie. We just have Luke. Ben Kenobi comes in. R2-D2, C-3PO. Boom, we're on to the adventure. I agree with you, Lace, that The Force Awakens gets to the point. But they also have A New Hope as a blueprint to kind of, it's all like, we're doing this again. I think that's the first, the first line of The Force Awakens, The Force Awakens. So I, I feel like you kind of, <laughs> oh shit, here we you go. You kind of need <laughs> that setup. And I think the, the scene of him watching the two moons is so great. And the, the score... The score is, yeah, I think the score is the best part about this whole movie. It's but, iconic. It is. Yeah. I, I, but I don't disagree that it's boring because I said it was boring. But I don't know. <laughs> because we get that he's like this little kid that wants more to life. That's like obviously the bread and butter of it. But it just feels like the aunt and uncle, which I was trying to say, is just kind of it just has to be there. This has to happen. It has to be the catalyst in order for him to move on and go on this journey. But I feel like it's like not even earned. We, he, he never feels sad. We never feel sad where you're like, oh, just go, just go Luke, get, get in with Oban. Get there's no the time ship. to feel sad. There literally, there's so much time. There's two hours and no, four there's minutes. There's a lot of time. time. There's that we no can time just to be get sad. Literally nothing but time. Where it's just like, Help hey. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. There's no time. We just need a little bit. Okay. So. I know that we ha- we are watching this as its own movie. Mm-hmm. However, we're also watching this today with the knowledge of prequels, sequels. So some of the reveals of the familial kind seem a little weird in retrospect like who like obi-wan like I'm talking what? about my boy ob has the knowledge yeah. that he has of parentage of siblings of all the history okay, why the he, fuck he doesn't does. he just drop all, drop all that in luke's lap from the get real quick before we discuss this mel do you know about the family ties Luke, I am your father. That? <laughs> Close enough. Darth Vader is Luke's father. But Luke and Leia are also twins. Um, what the fuck? I think I knew this, yes. Oh, that was what I was not telling her. Sorry. I <laughs> think I, think I knew this because doesn't it make it like fucked up in the prequels or something? Nah, they, they kiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay Empire. yeah i was like something happens where everyone's like it's weird because you're brothers <laughs> i just i wanted you to be part of this discussion as well i don't like i guess rashawn to your point why does he need to i don't know what would that disrupt his training because obi-wan is a very by the books he has been the whole franchise he's a very by the jedi code uh jedi knight and so he 
he's not going to fuck up Luke's training by overloading his system, overloading his motions. I think that would take all of that off of his plate. I think he is absolutely enraptured and enamored with Leia. Hey, she's your sister. Stop it. Obi-Wan doesn't know that. (laughs) Obi-Wan doesn't know any of that. They (laughs) They separate by the time Luke sees her. So he doesn't know that he's got a little chub chub for Leia. Wait, they're twins? She's like a full-grown <laughs> woman, and he's like a little boy. Wait, okay, oh, Taylor, jump in, because in Revenge of the Sith, don't aren't they aware that they're twins, and doesn't Obi-Wan, like, help here, separate the twins? Here, Here's the thing that, here, here's the thing that's going to solve this for everyone. What's up? If, if you're running through the timeline of this show, Obi-Wan is actually never in the same room as Luke and Leia. He dies before they all get together. So he never actually has the opportunity to to tell them that they are siblings because he's dead before any of that can even be done. The hologram. Oh, the holograms got... You see the hologram and you you expect Obi-Wan to just go... (laughs) Don't have sex with your sister. That's that's what the hologram does. <laughs> like, like, do you expect oh, like, do you expect Obi Wan to look over and go, "She's no, hot, right? Too bad she's your sister." Like, what is he so? No, why? No, it's just... not. A, it's not even about oh the. God. It's not even about the attraction. Here's a little nugget of information: when you're out there in the galaxy, find this hoe because you're related. She's like, your twin sister. She's your twin sister. Also, you do have the force because your dad is the goat. Be great. (laughs) Speaking of, dude, young Carrie Fisher can step on my neck. Do you understand? Nope, nope, nope. I feel like I should not be on this episode. Lacey, let's go. (laughs) Let's go to the cantina. (laughs) Let's go get some blue milk. Look delicious. Get the fuck out of here. Well, uh, let me ask you, Taylor, because I know you love this franchise. Because obviously none of us were alive in 77. So did you watch this knowing all of the big twists and things that come later? And you were just like inundated with everything and then you watched A New Hope? Or how did you come into it? Yeah, I would I would guess that given how much we played Star Wars Trivial Pursuit growing up, that I probably <laughs> knew more about this movie than I should have when I actually like understood watching it. I, mm-hmm. Originally, I was so young that I was like, I don't know what anything is. I'm a child. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I like, watched this while nursing you. Like, yeah, <laughs> you've yeah. seen this since day one. But I, I think for me, it's the puzzle pieces. Even knowing it, like putting those puzzle pieces together, like there are small moments where you're like, oh, I think they knew what they were doing at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes in Star Wars it doesn't feel that way where it's like we made the prequels after we made the original films and we're kind of retconning stuff mm-hmm. but I, the the interactions in this movie between Vader and Leia are much more interesting knowing that it is a father-daughter relationship even if they both don't necessarily know it yeah Fully agree. There's someone I want to talk about that we haven't touched on yet, who in rewatching now, because it's been a, a couple of years since I've seen A New Hope, I'd say two or three, at least. We haven't talked about 
Han Solo, baby. It's my favorite Star Wars character. 100%. Han fucking, what is that? Face rush on. I was scrolling by and I saw something. I was scrolling by. <laughs> he hates him. Oh, oh no. He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite. How do you hate Han what? Solo? He's like Harrison the coolest Ford. guy. He's the best part of this movie, dude. He's so I fucking funny it. in this movie. I get it. I don't think you like these parts, though. I I don't know. I don't. You just don't like I don't. Them. Are, are they oversaturated? Because if they are, they're all just trying to be Han Solo. I know, but I I just don't like that whole devil may care attitude and like Yeah. <laughs> that's that's like saying you don't like Jaws because there are too many like animal sharks. horror movies. Too many there are too many sharks in the world, so you don't like the movie Jaws. Han Solo is not Star Wars. I mean he probably he might be for some people, but you can take him out and still have a great story, I think. No, you can't because Luke would be dead. I don't know. He seems kinda I, like he I has like... to be there. Maybe he deserves it. <gasps> he he's not a wizard. I think that's like a big part of his character. He's like not a wizard in a yeah, world that's... where everyone around him is a wizard. Uh like and everyone. I, <laughs> and I love that dichotomy of like a... Hey, I'm just a mm-hmm. normal dude, and you're all wizards, but I'm also your driver. <laughs> <laughs> Melo, what did you think about Han Solo? Because, I mean, you know the mystique of Han Solo and Harrison Ford. Even without watching them, you know, like... No, I didn't know that. <laughs> he's this cool guy, right? Did you not even know that? <laughs> well, I... How do you avoid I that, just, dude? I never wanted to, like, reach into... Tap into Star Wars. I've never, like hmm, let me just, like, research what Han Solo is. Like, there's no intrigue for me. But... I mean, I just... I <laughs> I meant, like... Like, it's like a pop culture thing, like Yoda, I figured. Right. I knew the name, and I knew it was, like, the actor. But I didn't know anything about him. Okay, then what... So, But I, I do agree. I think he's fucking cool. I think it's very, like... This guy is like not even on this in this galaxy no. type of thing. Like he's just like your average Joe in a little vest doing what he's doing. And they they don't try to make him be like in the Star Wars lingo or anything. Like he's just kind of plucked from our world into their world and it just works and I think that's I think it just works. I think yeah. it's it, he's funny. He adds a bit of comedy to it, and he's just like, "Fuck it, let's 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 meet Darth Vader. Who gives a fuck?" Like he's just chill. He's literally like a dude on Tatooine who's just from Jersey. Like he's just <laughs> like he's not from yeah. a different alien planet. This motherfucker is just from Earth. The thing he, that we makes don't know him how he got there. He's just there. Is his co-pilot right? The thing that makes makes him a part of the world is his relationship with Chewie. Yeah. And and it, that shows that his willingness and he that he is part of this universe, he's just not he does he's not down with the force at all. It's just this one part of this alien universe that he doesn't give a fuck about. I will say this. This is how much Star Wars like I I knew nothing about Star Wars. And this is I'm really going to show my ass on this one. I texted Rashawn yeah, I, you mentioned Rashawn, you mentioned the text. I would like to get into those. Saying, I didn't know Darth Vader was in it like like he was. <laughs> I didn't know he you... was in it like this. And what I what mean, mean by that is that I always thought that he was kind of like 
an entity or like an enigma or just kind of like the big bad that we maybe see once in like a flashback and then like we hear his voice and he wasn't like full on like walking around like I never thought he was like oh there he is like so when he pulled up in that first 15 minutes I was like oh shit he really in it like I was so shocked (laughs) So that first scene is just blowing your mind. Yeah. As he's like throwing humans across the wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I was like, oh, I for sure thought we were going to kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying it because it's the same voice, but you know how Mufasa is barely in it for like a little bit. And then like, we see him in the clouds. Like, this is what I was picturing. But for Star Wars is like, he's just far, far away. He's in a ship and like, it took eight to nine movies to finally reach him. Like, this is what I was thinking. Eight to nine. Maybe we get there at eight. I don't know. Because you... (sighs) This is not that crazy, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it is for him because he's like, what the... It's a little crazy that she thought that one of the most iconic movie villains of all time was just kind of not in it. Yeah, just like a villain. But you know how villains, they just be like over there doing their <laughs> villain stuff. They're never like... Get that tattooed on my back. <laughs> villains, you know how villains just be like over there. Yeah, but I mean, you could be aware of who Anthony Hopkins is and then watch Silence of the Lambs and he has like 15 minutes, I think. This is what I mean. That's a better That's a better analogy. Oh, because I, when I first watched it as like a full grown adult, I didn't know and i was just like okay he's all over this he's like doing doing the force Mm -hmm. thing and and yoking people up by the neck great scene by the way um the what in the council where they're like what does he say your lack of faith is disturbing i find your lack of faith disturbing also does anyone else find it weird that there's a like just like a senator who's in charge of darth vader the dark lord of the i was gonna question that yes it's uh, even as a kid, I clocked that like that doesn't track. Like when there's just an old guy who's like, "That's enough." What? If I saw what I just saw, the last thing I would be doing would be bossing that guy around. But the best thing about Vader is that I feel like a lesser villain or a lesser written villain would exert his force. Nice over everyone, <laughs> <laughs> but. He's, I think there's, when they destroy Alderaan, mm-hmm. he's just kind of like standing in the back with his hands on Leia's shoulders. And it's so, he lets everyone else do all the peacocking and like throwing orders around. And he's just in the back kind of like being over there. James Earl Jones, Kum voice, you know, like it's, it's so cool. That's why that scene in Rogue One is the fucking coolest. Cause it's one of the first times you ever see Vader like fall out. You know what I mean? Like. Just whipping his nuts out, right? Just right dick on the table <laughs> or whatever's guys, left of it. Guys. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> it's black and Burnt shiny. Husk of a cock. I don't... <laughs> That's no. enough. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I knew he would do it and then I still set him up for it. Hey, you brought the T-ball, baby. I just knocked it out of the park. You know what I mean? <laughs> baby. <laughs> Um, what else? Real quick. What other hot takes we got? Yeah, please. Uh, Carrie Fisher being British and then not being British ever again. Yeah, the the weird like British RP sort of proper should I speak like it or not kind of floats in and out. 
No, it go it completely great. goes away. It doesn't float in and out. Yeah. It's she's gone. <laughs> so much so that I thought it was like a plot device. Like or not a plot device, but I thought she's gonna be like, fool them. And then Because it lasts up until like they rescue her, right? Exactly to that point. Maybe it is. Maybe that's just her courtly voice, you know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta act like a princess even though you per- you were baller. Perhaps. I mean I did read that she just I think that she was like, Oh, I didn't know how to I guess like the actual script, she was like, I felt like it wasn't something she would speak in her her regular Carrie Fisher voice in. Like it you know, with Star Wars she was otherworldly. And then I guess she was like, nah, after a while. Yeah. <laughs> like literally, honestly, she was just like, ah, it's fine. I'm I'm good without it. <laughs> it's it probably a few weeks after filming, she was just like, Yo, this movie sucks. I am not going to try that. Yeah, I've owned it in, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Lacey, you mentioned at the top you don't like the remaster and some of the things they've done. I know there's one thing we will agree with. Why don't you expand on that a little bit? Jabba is trash. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the new Jabba fucking sucks. It's so it's so jarring because it's full CGI and everything else we have seen has been practical. I mean, with we've had enhancements in the background and with the space, but, but <laughs> as, as far as characters go, like it's it's not good. Especially coming out of the cantina, which is like just the best part of the movie. Oh, it's really not. Is that your favorite part of the whole movie? Is the cantina? I like it a lot. <laughs> so is Jabba like a full on? puppet in the original is that what it is for i don't remember i don't remember the original that whole scene doesn't exist in the original cut because you can you can even notice as you're watching it han is saying the same lines that he's saying to greedo a scene before like (laughs) word for word the same lines and so it was literally like that scene was cut from the movie so they reshot the Greedo scene to like get all the plot devices from when he was supposed to talk with Jabba. And then Jabba comes Uh, in the later movies and he's a guy in a suit. Yeah. I'd agree that any added CG afterwards uh, does not enhance the movie and should not be there. Yeah. Because there are some things where this, it was already seventies CGI, if you could even call it that. And they just kind of replaced it with whatever, whenever they did it It was like 2000. It was like around, like right after the prequels. They replaced it with that level CGI, which is like, whatever. But there were times where they replaced practical with CGI. And it's like, what are you fucking doing? Like the garbage shoot monster, they they switched up. And it's like, why? Almost everything that you see that is at like a big scale is actually just a miniature that they're filming live. And so it's just I just wanted to mention that that's the coolest stuff ever. And I wish more movies now just like took the time there's a reason why star wars and lord of the rings feel like they have that kind of scale and they're both the two huge movies that decided to use miniatures as their like prop pieces titanic did it too titanic that's what i was gonna say i like yeah and it looks fucking great (laughs) i like you again (laughs) didn't i think we well when we went to the academy museum we saw the whole like miniature weight I think it's from Batman, Manor, yeah. right? Mm. It was Cobblepot. 
Cobblepot Manor. Those Cobblepots, oh, that's right. Yeah. And I just remember being like, I fucking love this idea. Like, it just seems like this is why we love these, like, practical effects. Because they work so well. And then when you watch how it was made afterwards, you're like, what? It was miniature? Like, this is so cool. With that, I will say, I loved the lightsabers. I loved the pew pew pews that went around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, especially back in 1977... Must have been so fucking cool to sit and watch. Mm. Revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like, right. and this was longish for, especially for a movie back then, a little over two hours. But like, you really like. Obviously, we can put it under a microscope now. But if you think back to someone in 1977 watching something like this, like Avatar's got nothing on Avatar in 2009 has nothing on Star Wars in 1977. Have we ever talked about how Avatar is actually a bad movie? Is Avatar that, that's like a sucks different thing. Balls, dude! It is a dog water movie. Did you want to bring it to the pod, Taylor? I don't want to be on that pod. Like, I. <laughs> well, that's the nice part about being a guest is I can choose not to be on some of these. <laughs> Taylor, I'm bringing it on. I'm bringing you back just so we can talk mad shit about it for an hour. <laughs> Please don't, because I have never seen it, and that's one of the most interesting things about me. It sucks. <laughs> hey, Lacey, you don't even have to. Lacey, you're so interesting. <laughs> you have way more to give to this world than just, I haven't seen Avatar. <laughs> Watch it, because I know you'll hate it, too. It's dog shit, dude. It's not dog shit. But you know what's good? Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay, I okay. another hot take. Oof. Star Wars. They're on the Death Star, right? When they rescue Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. And then they leave. And then they come back to destroy the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just cut out that 30 minutes and they go rescue Princess Leia and destroy it at the same time. And then it's an hour and 30 minute movie. How would, how, and how, how do you think, how would they do that? Just like she said. <laughs> How are they gonna destroy? It? So, so like she got to saying, <laughs> just do it. Just do just it. Do it. it. How do they do that? It is a full-on, full-scale rebel army at- assault on one outdoor vent. They can't just like go in and be like, yeah, but like they fly out in the Millennium Falcon. So just turn around and give a little pew pew. Do you see? Finish do you remember how many turrets and how many uh, Tie Fighters are flying around? Out- yes. What I'm saying is, we don't need that, Josh. We don't need all of that. Here's 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 my take. In in that world at that moment, the only part of the Rebel Alliance on that ship is Leia, Luke, and Han. They have not drank the Kool Aid yet, and so they gotta go to uh, where the Rebels are so that they can be. I want. I don't want to say the word indoctrinated, but we'll go with indoctrinated into this rebellion, and that that's what causes them to make the character shift that they are going to risk their lives for something bigger than themselves. I buy that for Han. I don't buy that for Luke. Luke is Luke is there. He's ready. Han's the pilot, so he's flying away. He's going to get his paycheck. Well. It got a little boring in that part. Which part? Between. That's from the That's moment the pu- they rescued. Oh. From the. No. From, 
from the I, moment they rescue Leia on, it's the most exciting part of that movie. From the moment I, they the most, I can be down. with you that that tat, that Tatooine can get a little slow, not boring slow. But the moment you get into a starship and you start flying in space, the rest of the movie banger on banger on banger. You got people, you just said, you got people pew, pew, pew in a ship. You got an old man getting killed by a robot. You got, like, <laughs> droids, fucking, like, flying around. You got it's, a garbage juice monster? Are you kidding me? Are you that all kidding happens, me? You guys, that all happens on the, the Death Star. The first visit, yeah. That's the first visit okay. you're not even talking about. Wait, okay. you're, ta- you wait, you're saying the attack on the Death Star is boring? That is my favorite part of the movie. That is yeah. 100% my favorite part of the movie. That part You're has telling Porkins. Me you, you don't guys. want Porkins? Porkins? No one knows who Porkins no is. Or cares. I Can you Porkins. both breathe for a second? Breathe. Never. I'm talking about the 30 minutes in between when they leave the Death Star and they do all of that establishing and indoctrinating like you were talking about, Taylor. Do it faster and do it all in one. That is 10 minutes at max. Well, it felt like no. 30. Yes, because no, brother. no, because Lacey had to pee and there was like 35 minutes left. And I paused it and I was like, oh shit, there's only 35 minutes left. Like I like out loud. I was like, wow, they crammed the attack on the Death Star in the last like 20 minutes. That's Josh's thought process. He paused it and I went. How the fuck is there 35 minutes left? <laughs> they, they just got the princess. Why is there still 30 minutes left of this movie? Did you not remember they blew up the Death Star in the in this one? No. Don't they make don't they make another little Death Star? I was I honestly was sitting there waiting for Luke, I am your father the whole time. Me too, girl. Me too. And never came. Mellowed. And never came. I was, waiting, I was waiting for Yoda too, baby, and he never pulled up. <laughs> Okay. Where was Samuel L. Jackson? Deadass. I'm like, Samuel? <laughs> like, what's going on? But then I thought Ewan McGregor was in this one. It's weird. You go you go into the hangar, you see how big those ships are, you get like a real you feel the gravitas that you're like about to go into battle. Like the danger you you don't understand the danger if you don't feel the but tension like- of preparing for that battle. <laughs> You, you compare that to the Death Star. You see all these dudes in tight black uniforms and stormtroopers just like uniform walk, 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 walk. And you get here and you got fucking Porkins and, <laughs> and you got Red Leader. You got uh, what's his name with the mustache, Luke's friend from Tatooine. Like you can Biggs. tell this. Big, thank you. This is just like a bunch of civilians. Like this is the heart of the Rebel Alliance. This is just a bunch of regular people that are taking down an empire. You guys are making it way more exciting than it is done on camera. No, we're no. fucking not. No. I'm I'm so boring. Shame. <laughs> Isolate that audio. All she's saying, movie called Star Wars, get to the Star Wars. <laughs> this is part of war. This is part are they not are they not supposed to plan for the war? If if we don't have this scene and they go in there and you see Luke and the targeting computer and you see the bomb do the 90 degree and you're like, you, you'll be like, what the fuck? You, then we're on the mic and you're complaining that they didn't explain what he's doing. You, you got to have the reason. No, we get it. It's the force. We get it. <laughs> no, but I mean, you have to know why they're attacking the Death Star again, the most formidable 
we've already seen the Death Star destroy a fucking planet, and now you're just getting a bunch of scruffy-looking nerf herders going to attack it? Like, we have to because know why. Because they're bad. That's the line. You get that's it. That's it. Good guys, bad guys. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Every every point of this movie until that moment is trying to get the Death Star plans to the Rebels. Literally, that those scenes that you're talking about is the payoff for everything that's happened before. We've got these plans to the Rebels. Now they've found a weakness because the Empire's got so much confidence that they don't think we can do it. And then they freaking go at it. They throw the engines up and they're like, and they're like they give it the top gun like bah, and they get in the city and it's like yeah. R2 he slaps his helmet and he's like bah, and they take off and it's fuck yeah yeah they they play star volleyball <laughs> I have another hot take yeah you're getting me riled up now Lacey listen this episode is my villain origin story for the podcast <laughs> Rashawn cut out all the nice shit we said earlier just cut it straight <laughs> what this. a twist man what a twist one not enough people cared about what happened to R2D2 um, C-3PO was the only one who was concerned for that poor little boy thing. Don't, Taylor, don't. The robot? <laughs> it's, it is, Wally it is Wally. war. They just defeated the greatest power in the galaxy, and they're going to sit there and cry about oh, our about robot? one of the most It's casualties. A robot? It is R2-D2 who we have been on the journey with from the beginning, Taylor. <laughs> R2-D2 is the vessel for the plans that we had to get to the Rebels for this whole fucking movie. He is the best part. <laughs> he's an electronic mailbox. He he was, he's, he's an electronic envelope. The message was you stuck are in him. heartless. Am I That's wrong? Heartless. I love R2-D2. I love you R2-D2. You do not. It does not sound like Not it. at all. You said mailbox? He, I meant envelope. But he's an electronic envelope. Like the message is Worse. stuck in him, and am I right? Like, but he was no, doing other things. There's nothing over unique. There? It was only the message was only put in him because he's an R two unit, and R two units aren't. You saw, you see two in the opening scene on Tatooine. You see a red one and a blue one. R two units. And are, do they work? No. Well, that one got fucked over by the job. I'm sorry. R two D two is special because he accomplishes the mission. Yeah. And he's been along with our hero, leading him along the way this whole time. I'm sorry, Lacey. Do you want a whole funeral scene? It sounds like it was too long for you already. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want a funeral scene, but I want somebody to fucking care about R2-D2. Sue me. They they did not even have time to care for aunt and uncle. They don't care about the fucking (laughs) trash compactor. They do not care. They didn't even mourn Porkins. You expect them to... But that's the thing. Stop mentioning Porkins. (laughs) Nobody cares. Stop mentioning Porkins. He will live on. (laughs) That's the thing, though. it's, 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 It's like coming back from... It's like someone coming back from war and being like... Yo, my Honda Civic got kind of banged up on the drive home. And it's like, okay, I can the fix fact, it. Oh my God. The I'm fact saying- that you are equating a character. He's not just this. He doesn't just roll around not interacting. He interacts with C-3PO. He interacts with the other characters. Like he has a personality. He has depth. There is an emotional connection to this character. 
that nobody but C-3PO acknowledges or cares about at the end. I, I think it's because he's a robot and then they go like, oh no, R2. And they're like, oh no, he's a robot. We can fix him with the parts we have. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, cool. See ya. I, I'll, I'll say this. I think I think the movie, <laughs> the, the movie expected us to be more sad about it when they did the, the reveal of R2 at the award ceremony. Like, yeah. everyone's like, all the viewers are like, yeah. He lives because he's a robot. And he was fucked up. Like he, got, he, yeah. he took he a tie fighter blast up. to the dome. You're, I like, did not know <laughs> that he was okay. R two R two rolled so Fifty Cent could walk. You know what I mean? He took nine shots. Josh, What's Josh, <laughs> shut the shut fuck, the fuck up. <laughs> Who took another bone? Yeah. I'm out of roll. R- R2 would let you lick, 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 lick the lollipop. <laughs> I hate this. Oh, no. What's the other bone? What's the other bone? Wait, Taylor, isn't that a little white? Drop a hot take, please. <laughs> What's that? The fact that Luke and Han both got medals at the end for their contributions to defeating the Death Star and motherfucking Chewbacca didn't get diddly nothing is yeah. bullshit. Yeah, and they didn't kiss at the end. Who based movie? Who? Hate it. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> Luke, Luke and Han. Luke and Han. Oh, oh. I thought che- I thought you were talking about Chewie and Han. I'm like <laughs> hot. I'll take it. Rashawn, anytime you come with a movie, that's a- and they didn't kiss in the end. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> just saying, could have made it ten times better. Okay, but really though. That ceremony is so cool, and I feel like the music swelling. You're like, ah, oh, I just watched a fucking Star Wars movie. It feels great, but Chewie should have gotten a medal. It does, absolutely. Yeah, you're not gonna hear any disagreements from uh, the uh, capital T, H E space capital B O Y Z trademark from here. That's Rashawn. Shut Dana, that's us. The Listen, boys. That's us. Chewie was there for all of it. I, d- I didn't hear what you said, and I'm just going to assume that it would annoy me. So, uh huh, you're right. Chewie was there for all of it. He was there start to finish with Han. He was on the Millennium Falcon. He helped save Luke in the ending so Luke could make the shot. Yes, Chewie should have gotten a medal right alongside. You know who else should have gotten a medal right alongside? C3PO. R2D2. Yeah, just put a magnet on him. Just. I <laughs> fucking hate all of you. Disables his soul. And yes, C-3PO should have gotten one too. You, you know what's wild about the Chewy thing? They made him walk down that whole ass aisle knowing they weren't going to give him a medal. I know. To just have him, him sit down here. Oh, big sell. Bullshit. <laughs> Yo, is that the actor's real eyes up in that suit? Because it was making me feel a little weird about it. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, but I was just like, I don't like you, this. Chewbacca. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, maybe Alderaan is is through royalty, and now through Leia, Dantooine is is a product of a monarchy. So maybe, like the real life monarchy in the UK, maybe she's just a little bit racist. Doesn't want to give a medal to a Wookiee, you know? Oof. What's our next point? Maybe she saw him more as an animal and not as a human. Exactly. She probably sees him as a pet, which is fucked up. She did call him a walking carpet. Yeah, she did. That's bullshit. 
hey. She gets better. Bullshit. I don't like her anymore. She's too cool for hey. Han Solo. Sorry. She's too cool for any of them, except Chewie. Okay. So are, Wait, just, hold on. What are we talking about? So are we writing fanfic? <laughs> are we writing fanfic <laughs> now? Nope, How up. are they kissing, back though? Back it up. How does he get... What are they kissing? I need my Luke and Han kiss, and then y'all can have whatever y'all want. Does she, like, lick his fangs? Like, what's going on? He's got a no, tongue. No, 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 no. Uh, when he says, pull my hair, where does she uh, pull Everywhere. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The listeners have stopped the episode. Uh, the most in-depth Star Wars episode you've ever heard. Psych. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what I love is Taylor has shown throughout this episode a, a deep, a profound knowledge of Star Wars and its lore and its effect on storytelling. And let's get Leia and Chewie fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh-uh. No, uh. no! Oh my god! Honestly, you know there's a notebook in George Lucas's ranch oh, yeah. that just like, oh, for all sure. caps says shipping 101, and just says Leia. <laughs> and, and like Chewy. he's hiding it as he just buried it, but like not in a box or anything. So there's just like a loose leaf notebook buried under like two inches of dirt somewhere on that ranch. <laughs> um, did you at least like the attack on the Death Star? No, you didn't like the war room scene. Did we at least like? I'm going to admit something, and I'm taking Carmella down with me. Fell asleep a little bit. This rewatch. No, no, Man. you ain't taking me nowhere. Yes, I am. Because I, <laughs> I said I was sleepy, and I paused it, and I took a nap, and then I woke up. I Carmella, that is not what you said to it. me. That is not what you said to me. <laughs> yes, you said, I did. I you said, I woke said... up, and I had been asleep for like 20 minutes, and I paused it and went back. I literally, I don't know if you're doing this for the pod, but I literally I'm not said doing this I did the not pod. fall asleep during the movie. Carmella, I did not fall asleep said, during the movie. You said, when did you wake up? And I said, I woke up. I can't remember, but I didn't fall asleep during the movie. It didn't put me to sleep. I, said, I woke oh, up I'm and I can't sleepy. remember, but I, I know asleep. I didn't fall asleep. That don't make the math ain't mathing. You fell asleep, girl. <laughs> no, you asked me, did you wake up during no, this first thing that said, were, first thing that was said was, uh, Kind of dozed off a little bit. You were like, oh, me too. And I was like, great camaraderie. No, I said I went to Jade. sleep. I went to sleep. I paused it, went to sleep, yeah. woke I'm... up, unpaused it, kept playing it. That is not the same. Josh, carry on. Chicken fingers 2.0. <laughs> Listen, Rashawn and Mella never fight. So when they do, I just sit here like, oh, yeah, keep going. Because <laughs> he's lying. Liar. He's fucking lying Liar. on me right here. Okay. Where, respectively, Rashawn and Mella, where did you get, where did you doze and where did you get sleepy? This is what I was saying to him, what I thought he was understanding <laughs> off the mic, is that this movie never put me to sleep. I never was like, oh man, too much talking, I dozed off. I literally was like, I'm feeling a little sleepy, paused, took a little nappy poo, woke up. And I think I was like, li- like half the halfway mark. That's what like I meant. still on the Death Star. Yes. Fine, have it. This is semantics, and you could have just stood with me. But fine, have it. I'm incorrect. No, I I'm won't. incorrect. I won't I'm incorrect. I'm incorrect. I fell asleep toward when they started attacking the the Death Star, and Porkin showed up. Keep his name out of your mouth, for one. That man served this galaxy. Two. It was it was a little like samey. 
not dated because I don't I don't care that it's seventy seven, but I just I was just like a little. Bit, I will you know? say, I love the attack on the Death Star. I think it's great. I think the 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 payoff of Obi Wan mentioning how good of a pilot Darth Vader is early on, connecting all the way to the end to Darth Vader getting into his his customized Tie Fighter wrecking shit. Love that shit. But you, it, this is where the movie shows its age almost more than anywhere else because samey is a good. There's some shots that kind of look the same, and like we get these connections to Red Leader and Red Five and Porkins and all them, and and you kind of see them crashing in the same way, and you kind of see them getting shut down, shot down in the same way. But that's still my shit. Yeah, it's it's tough because you'd almost want before that Death Star run more time at like the base. Where you could introduce all of those characters more, really nope. grow with them and you connect could, with them, nope, so you can really would, nope. feel when they die. Nope, you know, I would like, really rather it just be the characters that I've already spent an hour and a half with, uh-huh. completing the mission. How in God's name are four people supposed to storm the Death Star? I'm sorry, how many pilots were there? There was at there least was like six. Luke, there were there were maybe five. No, no. there was. There was like three squads of three X wings, and then the three Y wings. So there's like at least nine. But do they do they matter as much as? I mean, who who delivers the death blow to the Death Star? I'm on fire this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Luke, right? Yes. Yeah. It's and Han, Luke assisted by, by Han and Chewie. By Han, with the with the force. I mean, Han appearing at the end there. Ooh. That's that's a that's a movie moment, baby. With it. Wow. So why like, do that... we need all those casualties that we didn't know or care about? Because it's a war, Lacey. People die in we wars. We know. It's literally in the name. Yeah. You know what? I. You know what's in? I. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Not enough wardrobe. There. That's what I, I, I say. It. He said it. That's Not what I wardrobe. said. Not true. That's what. I... Not true. It's in it like it's... what? Once? Twice? No, they'd be rocking like, through that door all the time. It, just because it says war, like you don't experience that it's like an actual war until you've got those squadrons going at each other. Like it's just a bunch of teens running around a base. No, it's that first establishing scene with Vader where like, oh, this is bad. There are soldiers. There are pew pews. It's dangerous. <laughs> And then you get it again as they're escaping the Death Star. Oh, this is really bad. This is a genuine question. Is it purposeful that everyone has horrible aim? Horrible. That's mentioned that blaster, that's a blaster defect. And that's why it's like kind of crazy at how good of a shot Han is. uh, Obi-Wan mentions it. He says, or would something uh, as random as a blaster, as random and... He says something. He calls it two adjectives, but blasters inherently are are not okay. Because even in the hallways, they're just like pew pew in, and I was like, <laughs> no direct hits. <laughs> but I can I say me. that was one of my favorite parts in the movie? Though is when Han, when they're in the garbage chute, and he shoots the door, and Luke's like, no, and the one shot just ricochets all over the walls, and a good little chuckle at that. <laughs> And Chewie's just banging on the door. <laughs> that that Death Star scene, did everyone notice when the stormtrooper banged his head on the 
on the door walking. I, I rewound it for Lacey. It's the best part. No. So the, when the stormtroopers are coming in and it's just C-3PO and R2-D2, the stormtroopers come in to check the control room and the, the, one of the stormtroopers in the back fucking bonks his head on the door, oh on the God. doorway because he's too tall. And if you know what's happening, you can hear it. It's like they did Foley work to make the bonk. <laughs> they did. In the remaster, they up it in post. <laughs> they, like, increase the volume of the boom. <laughs> like, boom. Anyway, don't think I forgot how... That I'm sorry, you're not a hoe. Um, you are using that word fast and loose today, and we don't know which one you're yeah. pointing at. Uh, yeah, we don't know who it's for. Just like a hoe. Lacey. Oh, <gasps> um, his wife. Oh my god, his like real wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for real, legally. It's not just a <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> Going on five years married, not just like together married. I was sleeping in the same bed with her after each episode. Not tonight. <laughs> maybe um the reason why even though we don't get to know them well enough the reason why we see all those this those x-wing pilots and those y-wing pilots die is to to drive home how serious this is and how dangerous this is because if that wasn't there the han entrance would mean nothing if it was just luke like kicking ass and being his own little expert uh, expert pilot han coming in would be nothing but it's shown that like these tie fighters and darth vader specifically behind his controls will kill luke he took out an entire squadron of x-wings and it's just luke he is going to die han comes in and saves him that makes it all the better no i mean they blew up a whole planet like i i get how dangerous it is it's just let's just stay with the the core core three or four you know any last grievances to air? Any last hot takes? Is it uh, Leia or Leah? Leia. They say Leah in this movie. Who? The British dude that was telling Darth to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tarkin? Well, he doesn't know then. He's in, he's Are we just chalking it up guy. to she, he doesn't know her name? Because um, sure, yeah. Han Solo says it too. Are you sure? Promise. Because I only noticed it because it's my first watch. And I was like, have I been saying it <laughs> wrong the whole time? And then I'm like, no, the world says Princess Leia. And then they are saying Leah. I've never flagged that. Taylor, have you? I haven't in my mind. But honestly, a lot of the stuff you can chalk up to most everyone on the set just being like, I don't what? give a flying fuck <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> Fun fact, real quick before we before we move on, um, Alec Guinness basically pioneered or created what is now the A list movie star contract. In this, is he he forwent he he declined an upfront paycheck for this and asked instead for points on the back end uh, of the revenue of the movies. His estate. Uh, as of I think it was 2006 when I the article that I read, his estate has got 90 million dollars from his points on the back end for the first three Star Wars movies. Can I just have like a just quick a hundred? Bit. Yeah, just that's a little bit. Hand me one Ben Franklin. It's all I need. You have no idea what that would do for me. Um, let's play a game. 
I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. It's time to do a little bit of a Rebel Alliance versus the Empire. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Maybe. Taylor? Put on your best yeah. robot suit, my friend, because you are Darth Vader. Beep boop. That is not the right robot suit. Uh, I'm not going to try and do James Earl Jones. That feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> Lacey Rashawn Mella, you are the Rebel Alliance. You're going to try to take down Taylor in a game of trivia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. In the same vein... I of of the Death Star plans getting delivered to the Rebel Alliance. I told you guys an hour before we recorded that we were doing trivia. Mm-hmm. Did any of you look anything up? No. No, I did not. That's not fair. I was at work and driving home. Well, you're Leia. You were captured. And I just didn't. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't know at all. So yeah, truly a disadvantage. I mean, you didn't send us any plans. Where's where's the R2 unit? I did. I told you we were doing trivia, and I expected you to look something up. You expected us to be you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. If you told me in advance, hey, this is part of the game that I'm telling you we're doing trivia, bitch, I'm on that wiki in two seconds. Well, congrats to the Empire, because I did not look up. Honestly, I'm pretty nervous, because I just listened to your Eternals podcast, and that mythology trivia was the hardest thing I've ever listened to in crazy. my life. <laughs> this is pretty easy. Who does Han Solo kill the Moss Eisley Cantina? Taylor. Uh, Greedo. That's correct. This is, this is already fun. You guys having fun like I'm having fun? This is great. <laughs> I was going to say blue alien head, so... What planet... Better than me. ...does the Death Star destroy? Or Sean? Um, it's... It's... Uh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mella, yeah. you can speak. You're okay. It is Alderaan. Alderaan. That's correct. Get hey. it, Mella. That's someone who didn't fall I'll asleep in the movie. I can guarantee you. That's what I'm talking about. She was awake. Eyes open. Ears perked. Thanks. Multiple choice. Multiple choice here. Which of the following species does not reside on Tatooine? Jawas? B. Ewoks? Or C. Tusken Raiders? Lacey. Oh no, now I'm scared. You can confer with the Rebel Alliance. Let's go with. I was going to say Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ewoks is correct. <laughs> Shut up, Taylor. Ah! Taylor scared <laughs> me. I thought it was... Yeah. Oh, God. Everyone who ever liked Star Wars is going to hate me now. That's fine. Uh, me too, girl. I didn't think Darth was even in the movie. You're fine. You will never know enough about Star Wars for Star Wars fans not to hate you. Like, that's just how it works. Bonus points. This is an open. This is an open fielding. Bonus points to anyone who can do the best Jawa or Tuscan Raider impression. You get a bonus point. Go for it, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is my uh, Jawa impression. Uh, my name is Taylor Burgraff. I'm 31. 
I will cut my hair if you need me. <clears throat> Woo, teeny! <laughs> All right, Lacey, this is this is this is a this is a duel. This is a lightsaber duel. So, what do you think? I was gonna do the Tuscan Raider. There's the one Please. with the the the, the angry one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what they sound like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that works for me. That's 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 it, man. That's it. That a point for the empire. <laughs> we have a tie ball game. That's rude. You laugh. Tusker Raiders like <laughs> when they're shaking their shit above their head. That's a point for me. All right, next question. What kind of farm does Uncle Owen run? Baylor. Uh, moisture. That is a what moisture farm. That's correct. That's a point for the empire. That's fucking stupid. Oh, I'm so. sorry. Do you think you don't need water when you live on a desert planet? Come on, Lacey. Science. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> I know that they that the two suns make it so hot that they can only live on the cold parts hmm. of the planet. I know this. They're two suns, not two moons. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Did you say two moons? I do. I, I mean, I knew. I think everyone knew what you meant, so I think you're. I fine. thought it was a sun and a moon, <laughs> just next to each other. <laughs> I mean, this is fucking Star Wars. Anything goes. Siri played day and night. <laughs> there are two. <laughs> there are two suns. Ah, uh, okay. That's whatever. All right. Empires ahead by one point. Next question: Who is the last one to slide down the garbage chute? Oh. Lacey. I'm scared. Han Solo. Han Solo. Because he was the last one to shoot, and he's like, everybody get the fuck in yeah. there. And he kicks Direct quote. Yeah, that's correct. It's ah! Han Solo. It's 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. See? See, I watched it. Well, yeah, it wasn't a question of if you fell asleep. Oh three, three. God, strike the falling asleep from the record. It's going to haunt me. No, the only one that can do that <laughs> is you, and no. you're not. That shit was the funniest thing I've ever heard since the chicken finger argument. So please, keep... <laughs> I still listen to that like once a week when I'm feeling down. By the way, it's an exaggeration. Uh, you fucking chicken fingers. <laughs> Haven't had them since. <laughs> I can't even look at them. Why should you always let a Wookiee win, Taylor? Uh, because if they lose, they pull your arms out of their sockets. That is correct. Gross. Why doesn't Princess Leia believe Luke as a stormtrooper? Ooh. Me, dude. Mele, it was a tie between Rashawn and Taylor, so you can... um... Did you just say because there are more hands on the team with three people that you get to go first? Yeah. Should have raised both hands, oh, Taylor. That's on me. I'll attach six more hands so I can make sure to get in next time. All right, Taylor, I wrote I wrote either a one or a two on this paper. You're in the lead, so I'll let you decide. Is it a one or a two? Uh two. It's a two. That's a that's Z. A Z as hell. It's a two. <laughs> it's backwards. <laughs> 
It's backwards. <laughs> no, it's no, not. That wasn't backwards at all. That was backwards for you. 100% Altoids. It's backwards for me. Hold something up in front of your screen. I look so. Look at your shirt. Oh, yeah. See? That still looks like Kleenexes. I look so insane. <laughs> it's backwards. <laughs> anyway, it was a two. So, Taylor. Why doesn't Princess Leia believe Luke is a stormtrooper? Uh, he's too short. Yes, correct. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? It is five to three. This final question has two possible points. Are you ready? Yeah. And this one, for both, I'm going to get both of your answers. It would behoove you to go first, but I will receive answers from both and the closest wins. How many Oscars was A New Hope nominated for? Rashani. Rashawn. Come on, Rashawn. I'm gonna get both the closest wins, so I'm gonna get both I'm gonna get both of your answers and the closest wins. I'm gonna say two. Is it is it a price is right situation? Oh no, no. can I take it out? It's not a price is right situation. Confer with the rebels. I'll give you a few seconds. Okay. I know, I know it's a best picture. I know, I know two for sure. Sound? But I don't wanna say them because Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, take your headphones off. No, you only got a few more seconds. This is nominations, not wins, by the say way. Three, say three, say three, say three, say three. You say three. You raised your hand. Oh no. <laughs> three. Three? Taylor? What do you think? Uh I'm I'm gonna play the odds and say four. It was nominated for ten Academy Awards. Okay. Yes. Oh, shit. Wow. Uh, I'm going to double check how many it won, but I'm also looking bonus points where you can tell me how many it won. Again, closest wins. So, Rajan? Two. Two. I'll go with three. (laughs) Bullshit. You guys can have one or two. I'll take three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, and ten. <laughs> Star Wars A New Hope won seven Academy Awards. Wow. It Jeez. won. Art direction, costume, editing, score, sound, visual effects, and... Well, okay, Special Achievement Award, but Taylor still... <laughs> Taylor still gets it, so it's technically six. Is also nominated for Picture, Director, and Supporting Actor for Alec Guinness. So, here's the thing. I have a final question for Taylor. He has to get it right to win. If he doesn't get it right, I will pass it to you guys. You have a different final question. If he gets it wrong and you get yours right, you win. We got we got NFL overtime rules going on, all right? Okay. Are you ready, Taylor? Okay. Yes. This is a multiple choice for Taylor. Okay. What is Princess Leia's cell number? Is it 1624, 2240, or 2187? 2187. That is correct. I knew that. Did you really? When you read them off, I knew. I. I yeah. distinctly remember during this watch when they were yelling those numbers, I was paying attention because I was like, they're going to say 24601, aren't they? Those cheeky dudes. <laughs> and then I remembered it was the 70s and Les Mis hadn't been uh, 
written as a musical yet. And no one <laughs> whoops. No one had read that book. So the Empire wins this fight, but to get away safely, the rebels can answer this question correctly. If not, you all die. Ah, a battle of Hoth situation. Oh. This is not multiple choice for the rebels. Who is the first character to speak in Star Wars? It's a C-3PO. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mella! The first character to ever speak in the Star Wars canon is fucking C-3PO. Hell yeah. Woo! Give him a medal. Guess I must have watched it in my dreams. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to what I said. And whatever. <laughs> It's wild that in this episode, the two people, like, the people fighting the most were me and Lacey and Rashawn and Mello. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really feel like Palpatine. Do you get it, Mel? Like, just like, like pure evil. Palpatine, General Palpatine. All the time. General Palpatine. Mm, 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 mm. Don't patron. I don't patron his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wrapping things up, it seems we can come to the conclusion that Star Wars is a classic example of a hero's journey. Um, they need to put some respect on Chewie's name, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, R2 is cute as a button. Can we... Can we agree on that? Because you had no heart. No, we can't I, agree I can on say that he's phrase. Cute. I can acknowledge that he's cute and that his parts are from the oh. most common droid type droid model that phrase sucks do not say that phrase on the show my dog's a mutt and cute he's both generic and cute nuance move on move on (laughs) we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation connecting this week's movie to next week's movie so who can tell me the fastest connection between one of the stars of this week's movie mark hamill to one of the stars of next week's movie, Jada Pinkett Smith. I like this part of the podcast because I'm bad at this, so I don't try. So I just watch you guys think. <laughs> I can't think of anything else Mark Hamill has been in. Can we use other Star Wars? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Let's let's say hey, let's say like you a... can use the the new ones, the sequels, because those are totally separate. Okay. Random question: What are three Jada Pinkett Smith movies? <laughs> <laughs> Scream two and the Matrix. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I only know like him as he's a Joker, right? Mm-hmm. There is one that I could give everybody that would help for Mark Hamill. You guys want it? I I have one. That's a connection. I don't know how far I can go with it. Do it. Off the cuff. Do it. Go. Great. Uh, (laughs) Mark Hamill was in Jay and Silent Bob. Yo. (laughs) Hey, actually, though, that's a lot. Uh, Kevin Smith was in Dogma. With, hmm, yeah, there's a lot of options there. Uh, we'll go with Matt Damon. 
<laughs> Matt Damon is in. I'm just. I'm honestly just trying to get to Keanu Reeves, and then that's the whole. I don't like this game. I've never <laughs> liked this game. I don't like doing this game. I hate doing this game in the car with you. It is nerve wracking. I don't know why I agreed to do it live. Lazy talked me into it. I hate it. I'm she, not. She sorry. she really pulled that I'm Jedi so mind sorry. trick. Which, while they're while they're thinking, Taylor, okay. you and I can discuss something that's always tickled my curiosity as a Star Wars fan is how the mind trick is a is a Jedi mm. skill, but mind control seems like an inherently Sith characteristic. Oh, you got you it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it? Oh, no, no, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith was in. Scream 2 with Laurie Metcalf, who was in Lady Bird with Timothy Chalamet, who was in Dune with Oscar Isaacs, who was in one of the new Star Wars <laughs> with That's good. Mark Hamill. You gotta give me the a The Last name. Jedi. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ah! Amazing. <laughs> hey, I did it. Okay. Dune, baby. I'll allow it because she used Dune. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hit them with a Jedi mind trick. You will rate us on your favorite podcast app. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, shoot us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, Rashawn, and Taylor. Thanks for listening. May the force be with you. And also with you. And with your spirit. Hey, wait. (laughs) Wait a minute. Someone grow up, Kathleen.